0: We've already learnt a number of leniencies that apply to the impurity of a t'vul yoim, based on the fact that it's only a weak remnant of the impurity they once had. But virtually all of those leniencies are with regards to rabbinic decrees that the Chachomim made with regards to impurity. And since a impurity is very weak, so the Chachomim did not apply their decree in the case of a t'vul but laws that are Mida would generally apply equally to a tvul and because of that, kol yodaisa or yodaisa of food, a yad is a handle, literally. This refers to an inedible part of a food item that is used to hold the item, and it's useful in that sense. When one eats a particular vegetable, for example, if he holds on to the stem, even if the stem itself is not edible, the stem would have the status of a yad, a handle of the actual food part. And we view the yad as being an extension of the food itself. So even though the yad cannot become tome itself, since it's not edible, if a source of impurity were to touch the yad alone, it would make the entire food tome. The yad itself might not become tome, but it would make the actual food part tome because we view the yad as being an extension of the food part. So the mission says, <laughs> any yad like this that is considered to be a connection in with regards to an avhatuma, if an avhatum were to touch the yad, it would make the food item tomai. <laughs> Yaim, it would also be considered a connection equally if a Tavulyoim touched the yad. And there's no leniency over here with regards to a tavul impurity. The Mishnah continues to talk about the concept of Yodais, and the a part of the food itself could sometimes be considered a yad. For example, ichil or If there's food that has broken, it's been split, but it is still connected partially. For example, a loaf of bread, although the bread is now sort of split into two pieces. Since they are connected to each other, each of them could be considered a yad of the other one. Just that over here, each of the pieces of bread can become tome themselves. The Mishnah brings four opinions as to how connected they need to be for them to be considered like one, such that if one of them becomes tome, the other one will become tome equally. Rabbi Meir says, if you were to hold the larger part of the food, the cotton-oile-emoi, and the smaller part would come up with it, it wouldn't fall off, then Harihukamayu is considered to be like it, meaning it's considered to be totally connected, like one entity. The reason for a mayor is because we base the status of the food and the Yad On the regular way that the food is held and according to ruby mayer one generally holds the food item from the bigger half in such a scenario because there's a danger of part of the food falling off and he would prefer that the smaller part falls off and might get ruined as opposed to the larger part and that's why he would generally hold the larger part of that food and that's why we judge whether the other part is considered connected to it based on that scenario when he is holding the larger part. Rabbi Yehuda says, It's got to be that even if he holds the smaller part of the food, that the larger part of the food will come up with it and it won't fall off. Only if that's the case, would it be considered like it? Would it all be considered one item? So it needs to be a bit more connected because over here we've got the heavier part which might fall down. And the reason for Rabbi Yehuda is because he understands that in general, a person prefers to hold on to the smaller part of the food because one's hands are sometimes dirty, sometimes sweaty, and they can cause the food to get ruined. And that's why he would always try and touch as little amount of the food as possible. So he would hold on to the smaller part. And that's why we base the status of the Yad on this case, on this scenario where he would be holding it from the smaller part. Rabbi Rabbi Nechemya, says that we judge the status of the Yad and of how connected the foods are based on the regular way of holding it, but Rabbi Nechemya reasons that we're talking about a loaf that part of it has definitely become Tomei. The question is whether the other half of the bread or whatever food we are discussing also became Tomei or not. Now, if somebody has food that half of it is Tomei, based on Rabbi Meir's logic, that the person is concerned about part of the food falling down, and therefore he holds on to the part that he wants. So over here, he would hold on to the part that is pure. So Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Nechem says, "But tohar, we judge it based on it the part of the food item that the tefillayim did not touch." Literally, it means that we judge it based on the part that is pure, although it's not necessarily pure, because that's the discussion of the Mishnah, to decide whether it's pure or not. The point is, we base it on the half that the Tulian did not touch. But the Chachomim say, they also agree with the Chemyod, that we base it on the current situation that part of the food item has become Tomei, and the Chachomim understand more like Rabbi Yehuda, that a person is concerned about his hands being dirty and he wants to touch the food as least as possible, and therefore he's likely to touch the part of the food that has definitely become Tommy So by Tommy we judge it based on what would happen if he holds the Tommy part, the part that the Tviliyam did touch, and whether the other part of the food will come up with it or fall off in that scenario. And with regards to all other foods, that have a stalk, or a stem, or a a different yad that is not edible. Something that is generally held by the leaf of that particular vegetable. So you would hold it by the leaf, and depending on whether the food falls off of it or not, would define whether it's considered to be a yad. And if the general way that the vegetable is eaten is by holding it from its stalk, then you would hold it from there and whether or not the food, the vegetable, falls off from the stalk when it's being held like that would decide whether the stalk is really considered to be a Yad or not. If there is a vegetable that has a status of truma and it's chopped into a number of pieces and there is a beaten egg that is placed on top of it and was cooked on top of it So we're left with a dish of vegetables with some sort of omelette on top of it. And if tvulyoim touches the egg at the top, he would only invalidate and make impure the stalk that is right beneath that part of the egg that he touched. Although the egg is all connected, The vegetables underneath the egg are considered to be separate from each other, and since he's likely to end up eating the vegetables individually and the egg that is on top of each part of the vegetables... end up coming up with that vegetable. So in the same way as the vegetables are considered to be separate, the egg that is on top of them is also considered to be separate. So the egg and the vegetable that's directly underneath it, that's the only part that would become impure. Rubiosi says, since the egg is all connected, it doesn't matter that in the future he's planning on eating the vegetables by themselves and so he'll split up the egg. Right now the egg is all connected and therefore, all of the vegetables that are on the top layer and touching the egg would become impure together with the entire, the entire egg. The mission ends off. This is all in a case where the egg was cooked right on top of the vegetables and it's touching the vegetables. But if it was cooked in such a way that it rose up And an air pocket was created underneath the egg, so the egg is not actually touching the vegetables that are underneath it. If it was in a similar shape to a hat or a helmet, in that it's dome shaped on top of the vegetables and not actually touching them, then it would not be considered connected, and we would view the egg as being a separate entity to the rest of the vegetables underneath it literally a string of egg that hardened over the walls of a frying pan. There's a part of the egg ended up spilling a bit over the frying pan. And meanwhile, it has been cooked and hardened like a regular fried egg. And there's part of it in the inside wall of the frying pan stuck to the inside wall. And part of it went over the wall and is on the outer part of the frying pan. The nogaboy t'vul and a t'vul yim touched this part of the egg. Benasofa velifnim, if you touch the egg that is on the inner part of the frying pan from the rim inwards. Khibur, that's considered to be connected to the rest of the dish that is cooking in the frying pan and all of it would become impure as a shilish tuma, assuming that it is truma. And it's important to note that an egg is obviously chulin. It's impossible for egg to be truma. Truma is a portion of produce that grows in the ground that one gives to a koyane. However, since the egg is connected to the dish that is cooking in the frying pan, which is made up of vegetables, for example, and that is truma, so it would become tome by virtue of the fact that the tvulyoim touched the egg that's considered to be part of that same entity. However, if you only touch the egg that is from the rim of the frying pan outwards, the part of the egg that's on the outer part of the frying pan, that is not considered to be connected to the dish inside of the frying pan. Even though this egg is connected to the rest of the egg that is on the inside, the very fact that it's on the outside of the pan causes us to view it as being separate, and therefore the vegetables inside would not become impure. Rebiosi M. says that it's not true that all of the vegetables that are cooking in the frying pan are considered to be connected to the egg. Rather, the string of egg and anything that will be peeled off with it. Meaning if you pick up the that part of the egg from the frying pan, you take it off and lift it up. The part of the vegetable dish that will come up with the egg, that's considered to all be connected, and that's the part of the dish that would become impure. But the rest of it is not considered to be the same entity, and therefore it would remain pure. The same laws apply in a case of beans, beans that have been crushed or cooked until they've turned virtually into a liquid form, and if they hardened over the rim of a pot, and they're on the inside and the outside, the same laws would apply in that case as applies with regards to the egg. The only real difference between this case and the case of the egg is that over here the beans themselves could be truma. But nevertheless, that doesn't really make a difference with regards to defining whether the food is considered to be one entity or more. The fact that it's truma doesn't make such a difference to that, and therefore the same laws would apply. There's a discussion as to whether the laws of this mission are specifically because the person is a Tulyaim and his impurity is weak. It could be that with regards to a more severe type of impurity, we would consider all of the food to just be connected... And even, even if the source of impurity only touches the part of the egg that's on the outside of the pan, it could be that with regards to regular impurity, we view it as all being connected. There's a discussion with regards to this as to whether these laws are specific to the or to any impurity. If a mixture is created of trua and chulin, Truma is food that only khanim can eat, and chulin is regular unsanctified food that can be eaten for by but by, by anybody. If the majority of the mixture is food that is permitted, it's chulin food. Middura we base the state that we, we define the status of all of it based on the majority, and it will be permitted to eat the mixture. Because the minority truma is nullified by the chulin which makes up the majority and is permitted. However, medirabonon, the mixture would be forbidden unless there is a hundred times more chulin, permitted food, than truma, which is forbidden for a regular non-choine. If there's any less than that, then it would become a dimua, or a meduma. It would become a, it would be considered a mixture of truma and chulin that is forbidden midrabanon for a non-choine to eat. However, this is a stringency that the Chachomin decreed. So the question is whether this decree applies and we consider the mixture to be like regular Truma, even with regards to a Tavulyoim, or not. As the Mishnah explains, Isol Shunidam are a piece of dough that became a Meduma because there was some Truma dough that was mixed in with it and there was less than a hundred times more chulin. Or if there was dough that was chulin, but it, was, it, it rose as a result of trumar sourdough being added to it. In order to get dough to rise, they would add sourdough, which is dough that has been left. It's very similar to regular yeast. And if that was trumar, since the... Trum over here it might be a very small amount, but it has caused a significant change in the chulin dough. It caused the chulin to rise. So because of the significance of that bonon we would consider that dough to be forbidden for a non-koyane. Nevertheless, if a tavul yoim touches it, it would not become impure based on a tavul touching it, because in such case where a tavul yoim touches it, we do not apply that rabbinic stringency, and we do not view it as being like fully-fledged truma to such an extent that even a Tavouilleu would be able to make it impure. On the other hand, Rebbeisi and placed and say that it would become invalidated, it would become impure, like regular truma. A piece of dough that became Huxer. it became fit to become tome by coming into contact with one of the seven liquids that Every type of food, in order to become tome, it must first come into contact with. For example, it became, it came into contact with water. So this dough is able to become tome, but when it was kneaded and it was made into dough by mixing it with fruit juice. Fruit juice is not one of the seven liquids that has the ability to cause impurity. The question of our Mishnah is whether it does have the ability to connect all of the flour, and for us to consider all of this dough to be like one entity or not. Since the fact that the flour is now one entity is based on that liquid, and this liquid, with regards to impurity, is generally considered to be insignificant. It's not considered to be a liquid that the Torah considers something significant to make to to, to cause impurity. So it could be that with regards to considering it as all being, like, one entity, it also is not considered to have that ability. So the Mishnah says, Rabbi the who lived and was a significant figure in the place called bar he says in the name of Rabbi that possible is cooler. The Tevuvioim who touches such a piece of dough would make it all impure, because... We do look at it as one entity, that's based on the reality in front of us. However, Rabbi Akiva says in the name of Rabbi Yeshua, otherwise, it would only, the Elam Kremagoi, it would only make the part of the dough that he touches impure. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, since this is not one of the seven liquids, we pretty much view it as if it wasn't there, in which case we can't view the dough as all being connected, so only the part that he touched would become impure.